Eric Roberts is a fucking man He's the greatest fucking actor since acting began We should give him every medal, every trophy and award He's the greatest fucking actor that you've ever seen or ever heard Turn me on, dead man. It's the first episode of Eric Roberts is the fucking man redux. Once again, the world's only Eric Roberts related podcast. I'm Doug Tilly and joining me as usual is the man from Snowy River, Liam O'Donnell. How you doing today, Liam? I'm pretty good, Doug. How are you? Liam, it's been so long. In fact, uh, so long that uh, that people have probably forgotten that Eric Roberts is the fucking man was a podcast. They've stopped caring about it. We've basically killed whatever small audience that we had. And now we're back through this new umbrella podcasting organization called Cinema Smorgasbord. Are you excited about that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about <laughs> Cinema Smorgasbord. Am I totally excited to be back with Eric Roberts? I don't know. I have a lot of trauma from this podcast, a lot of abuse hurled at me by a certain Canadian gentleman, mm. uh, but also some good memories. I mean, we did have brunch with uh, with uh, Larry Cohen. Larry yeah. Cohen. You know, uh, it, it, it still is a little bit fresh, but unfortunately in the past uh, maybe a little over a year, we lost Larry Cohen. And now that I think about it, were you messing with his food when we went to, to lunch with him? <laughs> <laughs> You can't even keep it together. This joke doesn't work if you giggle like a little child while you're... I'm just asking questions. Is it illegal to ask questions? It's not Soviet Russia yet in your country. (laughs) Stop it. No, you got to answer the question, buddy. No, if you'll remember, he was turned off by my food. Now, that's true. He really hated what you ordered. Uh, <laughs> that's my finest memory of the late director. Uh, Liam, we're here on Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man, the world's only Eric Roberts-related podcast. And for those who've never listened to an episode of Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man, it's a podcast devoted to uh, the beloved and very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very busy actor, Eric Roberts. Uh, and the reason that we have to cover the life and work of actor Eric Roberts is because you and I entered into a blood oath Liam, and you might recall that when we finished our old podcast, which was just called Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man, we were able to find a workaround on that blood oath because under Cinema Smorgasbord, we're still doing Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man redux. So our souls are safe, Liam. That must be a pretty comforting thought. Was it our souls that were at stake? I never quite understood the uh, the what was actually at stake with this blood oath. Like, Will we lose our souls? Would Eric Roberts come and take our heads? Was there some sort of like pound of flesh that you demand of me? What's what's I going do, I, on? I have to say, Liam, this seems like a topic that should have come up within the 100 episodes of the podcast that we did, as opposed to at the very end. Yeah, I figure our souls are in danger. And as someone who uh, speaks about your soul and the souls of others so often in your religious work, Liam, I'm sure that you're very interested in the state of your soul. No, nah, I'm good. All right. Well, Liam, how's the family? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maeve is currently obsessed with the Octonauts. Octonauts? Uh, Hmm. Yeah, it's a British show. Animals help sea animals. I don't don't care. Liam, Uh, shut up. Please shut your fucking mouth. Our guest today is a writer and podcast who runs the Farsighted and Grindhouse Messiah websites. It's Justin Harlan. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm pretty uh, hunky-dory. 
No, you're not. You're sick. You told me right before we started recording. I'm trying to pretend that I'm I'm well. Sorry. I, no. I should I should be honest. I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna wear my honest face. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm getting over a uh, a good week and a half of fighting some stupid head cold. Well, on the Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man podcast, we value honesty, we value sincerity, we do not like ironic distance, and we don't like people pretending not to be sick when they are sick, especially in 2020, because guess what? When people are sick and they pretend not to be, that's when, you know, pandemics occur. Am I right on that, Justin? That's fair. It's not coronavirus. I'm 100% sure of that. You know what? I'm hoping. I'm hoping that five, ten years down the road, people are going through the archives of this podcast, and the thing that you just said, they're going to be like, what's he even talking about? As opposed to the other possibility, which is, oh, that was when it was just starting. Yeah, I, I hope you're right as well. Justin, Eric Roberts, what are your thoughts? He's, he's, a, he's an actor. Yep, correct. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, um, so so I know you often ask people what you know their their how they became Eric Roberts fans and yes I was thinking about that and and I realized I don't know that I knew who he actually was beyond <laughs> the fact that I'd seen him in a thousand things and not realized it before your podcast because <laughs> prior to your podcast he was just like this guy who I'd probably seen a thousand times and never really noticed right um, yeah I mean and and like I when I started listening to your podcast i the first thing i thought it was like oh that's the guy from the dark knight <laughs> yes i get that a lot by the way and it's actually that i like i like that you brought that up because it is one of those movies that since just about everybody in the entire world has seen it or heard about it that you it's a very orienting type film for people i'm like who's eric roberts he was uh, Maroney, I think the character's name, in The Dark right. Knight. He's one of the, the uh, mob boss guys. He's in the car and it flips over, that sort of shit. And and they're like, that's who it is. Why do you have a podcast about him? And then I have no follow-up. <laughs> right. Well, and that's fair. But the problem I have is that when I listen to podcasts, specifically ones that you do, I tend to follow up and watch the movies you talk about, which mm. is a bad idea because yeah. I also listen to No Budget Nightmares. Yeah, that's a problem. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily a great practice of mine. And uh, so I've gone out of my way to see a lot of Eric Roberts movies that you have and both have not um, mm. even covered. Like, for instance, uh, I um, went out of my way to watch Surge of Power, Revenge of the Sequel, Um which is a movie where he plays the big bad against a flamboyantly gay superhero. Now, um, Justin, I'm yeah. just gonna po- I'm just gonna stop you just for a second, simply because, as Liam, I'm sure he's biting his lip right now to tell you, we have covered oh Surge my God, of Power, Revenge of the Sequel on the Eric Roberts is the I missed Man that podcast. episode, dude. I'm That's sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. I With Robert, I we definitely covered it. We covered. You know, it's a star-studded affair. It. It's yeah. quite something. <laughs> Linda Blair, Lou Ferrigno. I mean, it is it is fantastic. No, it's, it's a, not fantastic at all. But it, it's a movie. You know what? It's pretty much a movie. But I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you're bringing up all Eric Roberts movies because it's been a while since I've had to get into this headspace of thinking about Eric Roberts and being... Sometimes I try to pretend what it's like to be Eric Roberts. You ever do that, Liam? No. Why not? How would I... Why would I? No, thank you. Okay. I mean, you're kind of a bummer. Liam, you ever think about that? <laughs> Why am I a bummer? How, what's that about? I'm asking you a very sensible but also pretty hilarious question about whether you've ever been in Eric Roberts' headspace. And you, you're just kind of stonewalling me. What about the yes and? You ever do the yes and, Liam? 
first of all, I don't yes and with you because that is not a healthy place to be. Second of all, uh, Eric Garbus consumes far too much weed for me to ever understand whatever plane that he's on. And third of all, he also like has an entirely different life that I could ever fathom. What I do think about with Eric Roberts is what would have happened if things didn't fall apart in the late 80s, early 90s, and he had kept working, would he have worked as much? You know what I mean? Like, hmm. certain actors kind of, like, they get to a point where they just stop. Like, I don't know if it's just because they have enough money or they're not getting the sorts of offers that they want. They just stop. And Eric Roberts just never stopped. And I always kind of wonder, like, what would the world have been like if he had gotten an Oscar and it had a couple, like, big, big movies under his belt? Would he have actually stopped? Or would he be, like still working this hard and be the richest man in the world. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. If if that other alternate reality had occurred, we probably wouldn't have seen Eric Roberts in Season 5, Episode 5 of the television series Entourage, an episode called Tree Trippers, which we're going to talk about on this episode of Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man. It's very exciting because we have Eric Roberts playing himself in this, which is always a interesting thing to try to unpack, especially, Liam, because you and I have actually spent some time with the man himself. Yeah, it was kind of surreal seeing him play himself, especially since we've watched uh, the cat show where we saw what his house is actually like. Yeah. So seeing him in this like weird, <laughs> famous person <laughs> condo was like, no, that's not what... The... Eric Roberts lives in a house that, though it may be in California, feels like a, like a shut-in in Connecticut's house. That's what the vibe of his house is. <laughs> Remember, we're fans of Eric Roberts. Justin, I have to ask you a question before we get into the most important part of the show, which is, of course, the Roberts Report. And that question is, what do you think about recreational drug-taking? Uh, I'll be honest. I've actually never taken any illegal substance in my entire life i've actually never smoked a cigarette i do drink alcohol mm -hmm. uh but i'm i'm relatively modest in my consumption although i was at a wedding this weekend and i drank quite a bit of whiskey and i do have a little bit of whiskey in my tea but that's because it's kind of good for my throat when i'm sick so um so i'm actually drinking right now uh but overall yeah i, I can I, I, I can feel a cold coming on too <laughs> 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 but uh, it's it's only it's like it's barely a shot. Of, it's of Jameson though. It's good stuff. So um, now yeah. I did hear Liam groan a little when you talked about drinking alcohol because, as we know on this podcast, alcohol would never pass Liam's lips because he feels like it turns a person into a monster. Correct, Liam? See, this is you wonder why I don't come back with this big <laughs> smile on my face. The best part about Cinema Sporgasborg is having all these other podcasts where you don't just act like a jerk off. Uh-huh. Wait, what are you trying to say? So, I'm the jerk? I'm I'm here. I hear Justin talking about drinking for his throat and because he enjoys it for recreational fun. And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel, you know what, this guy's having a good time. He's just relaxing. And you, I can just feel the anger, the rage coming through your microphone. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you think um, Justin's enjoyment of whiskey is where the rage is coming from, <laughs> then uh, you're living in a dream world, my friend. Well, the reason I bring this up, Liam, and there is a reason, is that because in this particular episode of Entourage, uh, Eric Roberts provides mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms for the lead characters to eat and go in the desert and have sort of a trippy experience. When you see that, does that make you dislike our beloved Eric Roberts or the beloved cast of Entourage? You seem to forget that we hung out with him for two days mm -hmm. where he was basically high the entire time. 
Yeah, well, look, Dr. Drew did his magic on him, but there's only so much you can do for Eric Roberts and his uh, love of marijuana. 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 Well, Justin, I'm glad that you're relaxing. I'm glad that you're taking care of your throat. But what I'm really glad about is that we can now catch up on all the latest Eric Roberts news on The Roberts Report. It's the Roberts Report for episode number one of Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man Redux. We start with a deep dive on the man himself's Twitter feed. You can follow Eric Roberts on Twitter, at Eric Roberts, all one word, and I think that you should. Hey, Liam, does Eric Roberts still follow you on Twitter? I don't know, actually. I haven't checked. He still follows me, and I, it, it, considering all the shit talking that you do about him, I'd be surprised if he still follows you. But I mean, how it's would possible. he know? He doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> Back on February twentieth, Eric Roberts uh, posted an article from VH1.com, and in fact, it's not even an article; it's a link to Keaton Simon's tribute song, which you might remember from Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. The thing I was just referencing just moments ago, Eric mentions we really formed a family there. At Dr. Drew. I'm going to start with you, Justin. What are your thoughts about Dr. Drew? I'm, he's a doctor. I think legally he is still a doctor. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I don't have a lot of opinions about Dr. Drew. He's, he's He's been entertaining in certain aspects that I've seen him in and not in others. And so he's kind of just there. I think Liam and I both had a kind of a lesser opinion of him after watching the Celebrity Rehab series. Would that be accurate to say, Liam? He is a charlatan and a monster. Okay, so why don't you uh, elaborate on that just a little bit? Uh, he doesn't do any actual real doctoring of any kind. The whole show is a is a is a scam. He's not helping any of these people. In fact, he wants them not to be helped, so the show is more interesting. And uh, he doesn't offer anything that would actually help any of these drug addicted celebrities. Well, let me tell you something that might change your mind about your dislike of Dr. Drew and Justin, your kind of not really any strong feelings whatsoever about Dr. Drew. And that is there's a movie from the year 2020 and it's called Final Kill. And this movie, Final Kill, stars Billy Zane and Danny Trejo and uh, um, other people. But also one of the top credited people is Dr. Drew Pinsky. What do you think about that, Liam? I don't care. It's a movie. It's called A Final Kill from the year 2020. Okay. All right. That stars Dr. Drew. <laughs> what does he do, though? What does he actually do? I don't know. Maybe he plays a doctor or maybe he plays an ass-kicking doctor. Maybe he, maybe he's the guy who gets the final kill. Justin, what do you think about Michelle Gondry? Uh, I know mm-hmm. that I know the name and yet I can't really put it. Yeah. Are you feeling like I maybe put you on the spot a little bit here? Yeah, but I mean, like, I've listened to this podcast to know that, enough to know that you do that. Yeah, I, I thank you. That's absolutely the case. Michelle Gondry is a director. I think he's still probably best known as being uh, the director of music videos, but he also was the director of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And Be of course, kind he Rewind. Be Kind Rewind, The Science of Sleep, of course, and also uh, The Green Hornet, the uh, Seth Rogen starring Green Hornet. And he also directed a whole bunch of really terrific music videos, I think. And the other very important thing about Michelle Gondry, do you know what I'm going to say here, Liam? No idea. Is that I have a portrait of myself drawn by Michelle Gondry. Oh, you did tell me that. I did. It's a pretty great piece of little trivia. But the other thing that you should know about Michelle Gondry is that he is the creator of the show Kidding, 
which I believe is on Showtime and stars Jim Carrey. Now, Liam, have you been watching Kidding? I watched the first season, um, most of it, but I haven't finished it yet. Well, you will have to watch at least one episode in the second season, Liam, because it features Eric Roberts on February 16th. Eric Roberts, <laughs> he, he actually was posting a, a, a tweet from The Talk which is, I guess, a talk show on CBS. And he, uh, it was the host of that, and they had Jim Carrey on, and he was talking specifically about kidding. And Eric Roberts mentions, I'm on one of these episodes. Yay! Uh, and in fact, scouring through his Twitter feed, I discovered that Eric Roberts knew that he was on an upcoming episode of Kidding, but was not quite sure which one of them he was on. Justin, will you be checking out the television show Kidding? No. Hmm, that's not what I like to hear. I was hoping you were going to say, yes, I will watch a single episode, the one featuring Eric Roberts. If you make me come back on your show, then maybe. <laughs> but that's about it. You know, Justin, Liam and I, when I said just a second ago that he has to watch it, as opposed to what I said to you, which is that I wanted you to say you wanted to watch it, do you know why he has to watch it? I think he, uh, he has a blood oath. He's a blood oath to watch the life and work of actor Eric Roberts, 100% true. So, I mean, that's something. That's just on us. So I really shouldn't hold it against you. I don't know much about this kidding show. Uh, Jim Carrey, uh, Canadian. Canadian, right, Liam? Uh, uh, Yeah, definitely Canadian. Canadian. Uh, Hilarious is is taking a stretch, but. He's uh, uh, rubber-faced fartsmith, Jim Carrey. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's definitely uh, pulling a more serious role on kidding, and he's pretty good on it. All right. Well, Justin, sounds to me like we have a strong recommendation for kidding from one Mr. Liam O'Donnell. So has has that changed your mind? Are you going to check it out? No. Okay. Back on January 5th, Eric Roberts gave us his thoughts on award shows, specifically the Golden Globes, which I guess he was watching at that time. He he tweeted, every time we feel the same at Golden Globes, why not celebrate instead of compete? All wonderful no need to choose. And this is coming from a Golden Globes winner, Eric Roberts, for King of the Gypsies. Uh, Justin, when you hear him talk about uh, the competition inherent in a lot of these award shows, uh, I feel like we've been hearing a little bit about this uh, from actors recently. Or like, what is the point of competition? This is supposed to be art. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, I'm not a big award show guy. What's your least favorite award show? That would be the Oscars. Oh, really? The big one. They call well, it the I mean, Academy Awards. Of, of, of the ones people actually watch, I'm sure there's the ones that, that are wor- way worse. I just don't I don't watch them at all. So I don't well, know. I, well, it sounds like you're, you and uh, Eric Roberts are simpatico in this. Liam, I know that your thoughts on award shows are well uh, documented on this very podcast, but do you agree with everything that Eric has to say here? <clears throat> I mean... It's hard to take it seriously, you know. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, artistic pursuits have some sort of awards or some form of celebrating outstanding work. Um, to sort of say like, well, any celebration of outstanding work means a competition is like a little unfair. Um, I think in the case of Oscars, it can feel that way because. Um, people spend millions of dollars trying to convince everyone to vote for their movie. Um, same with probably Golden Globes, although, I mean, come on, Golden Globes, who cares? But uh, but I think there are other award shows that... Eric um, Roberts won a Golden Globe. <laughs> I know, but the Golden Globes, I mean, come on. You, oh, just nomi- you just nominate which famous people you want to hang out with, you desperate international critics. That's mm. just a photo. The whole thing is a 
glorified photo op. So, uh, you know, I, I think the idea that we could honor that that people could honor their peers is interesting and 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 is fine. It's just inevitably they, if there's any accolades to the thing, the thing becomes less about the quality of your work and more about just trying to convince people all of that that they should be voting for you and that's kind of against the spirit so it, like it, I, I get his feeling but the idea that like we're all gonna hold hands and just be like we don't need to choose everyone is great is like i don't think that's real either now liam i feel an obligation to tell the listeners now that off air you were saying that the reason you dislike award shows is because parasite won best picture and you wish that an american movie won <laughs> I hate you so much. You said something about wishing yeah. that Gone no, with the Wind and Sunset Boulevard. Everyone who listens, everyone who listens to this podcast also reads everything <laughs> that I'm a part of. And so they saw my end of year list, of which Parasite was number one. Or Sounds number like two. I don't remember which one. It was number one or number two. One or two. Yeah, but, I mean, wouldn't they think that that was virtue signaling in that particular case? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a monster. Liam, the golden raspberries. Oh, is that yeah. like a... Things that suck award. Yeah, it's no, I hate it's really bad. I hate yeah. the whole the whole like we've all decided that this is the worst shit ever. It's like the lamest, most like self involved shitty thing. Like you have to really be like a real scum sucking loser to mm-hmm. think that that's a good use of your time. All right, you're, Justin, you're right. You're... <laughs> I, I have to say you're right. That is far worse than the the Oscars. I I, I rescind my answer. The Razzies are bullshit. Rescinding, not accepted. <laughs> uh, Justin, have you ever taken advantage of the website Cameo? No, I, I don't have money. No, okay, me either, but I understand that. Liam, how about you? You're, you're flush with cash. <laughs> have, have, you, <laughs> have you ever taken advantage of the website Cameo? No, I mean I've watched other people's reposts of things they got from Cameo. Like, well, no, like, explain to me what it is. What is Cameo? So uh, <clears throat> you can pay for uh-huh. various famous people used in the broadest sense of the word. Hey, now to do things for you, whether that is send you a personal message, show up at an event, whatever it is. So, for example, there's a terrible video of Vince Neil. <laughs> wishing someone a happy birthday. Vince is apparently on the top of a building. Why? No one knows. He, You can only see the upper left-hand corner of his face. And uh, he looks like he's been laying in the sun for 12 days. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, this is Vince Dale. Happy birthday. Pause. Pause. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that so does... Sad. It does kind of feel like the accurate Vince Neil experience. I don't know what there is to complain about there. Uh, You know, I should say that I have a personal connection to Cameo, Liam. This will be very exciting. In that my wife, for my birthday last year, she purchased me a personalized message from a celebrity. Liam, do you remember who that is? No idea. If I tell you the name. I do, I do, I (laughs) do. Justin does. I remember. Justin, Justin. It's Coco Beware. Justin remembers that it was uh, WWE Hall of Famer Coco Beware, uh, who seemed to re- forget the name of his own finishing move when he was telling me uh, to. Uh, he not only gave me a happy birthday message, but also gave me a, a motivational speech, and I carry that with me. Thank you very much, Mr. Beware. But 
the reason I bring up Cameo is not just to toot my own horn about Coco Beware and my own relationship. It's because Eric Roberts, the actor, is on Cameo. And let me tell you, folks, it's a steal. For a mere $65, you can get a personalized message from Eric Roberts. And I strongly encourage that if you are listening to this podcast right now, that you go over to Cameo. And again, I'm not getting a kickback from this. But you should go over there and purchase a personalized message. And while you're at it, why don't you get him to do a personalized message for us, the host of Eric Roberts' is a Fucking Man Redux? That'd be exciting, right, Liam? I mean, we could just do it. I'll pay for it if you want me to. Liam? Yes. If, say, one of our listeners went up to Eric Roberts and said, Hey, Eric, remember Eric Roberts is a Fucking Man? Do you think he would remember it or not remember it? I think he would, although I, you know... I realized you asked about him still following me on Twitter, and I only realized after you moved on that he never was following me on Twitter. <laughs> that, that's just for you. That's not for me. Uh, you can follow Liam on Twitter, at Liam Rules. That's R-U-L-Z. Justin. Yes. <laughs> you know who dies a lot in movies? Um, I don't know. This feels like a trap. Um, no, Eric Roberts. Uh, yes, Eric <laughs> Roberts does. He dies quite a bit in movies. A lot of the movies that we watch on this very show, he passes away in. You know, notoriously, Sean Bean is an actor that a lot of people think dies a lot in movies. But I'll tell you what, Eric Roberts, Sean Bean, they've got nothing on a man that I mentioned just moments ago who's in a movie with Dr. Drew. <laughs> and that's Danny Trejo, the beloved machete himself, uh, who is the number one, according to a big study on movie deaths, which I'm sure is people have checked to see if it was accurate and could be repeated. Uh, Danny Trejo has died a massive 65 times in, uh, in cinematic uh, endeavors. Justin, is that exciting? 65 times. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Well, why is that exciting? He he's just he's really good at dying on screen. I I, I like the way that Danny Trejo dies on screen. Um, he has a gruff exterior and plays a lot of bad guys, which probably is why he has so many deaths. Though I gotta say, Liam, do you think that they really checked every single Eric Roberts movie to see if he dies in it? No, I think that's that's probably not true. Liam, are you going to make your own study to see how many times Eric Roberts has died in a movie? Because according to this study, um, Eric Roberts has 35 deaths. He's not even, like, he, he's beat by a lot of actors, including Vincent Price, Dennis Hopper, John Hurt, Bela Lugosi. Eric Roberts, only 35 deaths. That seems low to me. I don't know, though. I mean, maybe maybe that is really just about, um, you know, Eric Roberts gets more respect than we realize. Maybe. Or, now remember, Liam, we watched a movie, I believe it was called Sorority Slaughterhouse or Sorority House Slaughter, something along those lines? Sure. And I believe, if I remember correctly, that Eric Roberts' soul gets transferred into a puppet? Oh, yes. Right. Some sort of, some sort of clown doll. And uh, at the end of that movie, I believe that doll is dispatched of. Does that count as an Eric Roberts death? I think so. Okay, well, I'm not sure. So if you're a listener of Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man, please track down the uh, the administrators of this study and ask them if the clown in that sorority slaughterhouse movie uh, was included in the Eric Roberts death number, because if it is, it'll bring him up to tie with Tom Sizemore, which is all I want in this world, Liam. To, with Tom Sizemore? Mm-hmm. Tom Sizemore. All right. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to tie with Tom Sizemore? I mean, I guess. Justin, 
Uh, yeah, I'm with Liam. I'm sorry, man. And I have, you know, if you know me, you know siding with Liam is difficult, but I'm siding with Liam. I don't like to hear that. But I, yeah. actually, Justin, I didn't really care if you sided with Liam or not. I'm here to ask you a question. Okay, another one. Rank Batman. <laughs> Wait, like all of the Batman movies? And, like, no, that I refuse. Nope, all not right. doing okay. it. Okay, all right. You are being a little difficult. But I will tell you that... Uh, There's like 400 Batman properties. Are you not a fan? I thought Batman is a very popular well, character. I have a Batman tattoo. I'm a huge fan. That's the problem. It's why I'm asking you, Justin, because you have a Batman tattoo to rank Batman. Uh-huh. uh-huh. No, okay, I'll tell you. Let's simplify it. Of the actors who have portrayed Batman in live-action movies, who is the best? Oh wow, that's tough. Um, it's tough for you. Are we talking the best Batman or the best Bruce Wayne? They're two. Different oh questions. my God, what a great question! Oh boy, this is why people are listening to Eric Roberts <laughs> as a fucking man. <laughs> Let me throw it over to Liam. Liam, best Batman, best Bruce Wayne. Mm, I don't care. Okay, that's fine. I didn't expect you to care. Now that you're pushing me, it's got to be Adam West. It's got to be Adam West. Well, let's see if uh, Justin agrees. Justin, I do love Adam West Camp. I, I can't, I can't deny that. Uh, he might, he might be my favorite Batman. And uh, I'll go controversial and say I believe that Ben Affleck is a phenomenal Bruce Wayne. Well, I'll tell you who disagrees with all of you, and that's Eric Roberts, who was in a movie with Christian Bale playing Batman. Sure. He says without hesitation, Michael Keaton is the best Batman. He was asked recently about the best Batman. He says Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton couldn't move his neck around, couldn't turn his head around in that Batman costume, appeared twice as Batman in those Tim Burton-directed movies. According to Eric Roberts, Christian Bale, you can fuck right off Michael (laughs) Keaton forever. What do you think, Liam? I think that's hilarious. Uh, Recently, Liam, there was a documentary on Netflix. Uh, It's called Don't Fuck With Cats, Hunting an Internet Killer. Okay. And this was a very popular true crime documentary. And it's, I wouldn't say, this isn't funny. It's not a funny documentary or anything along those lines. But what is interesting, I think, is that I have a personal connection to this true crime story. In fact, I would say now I have two personal connections. One is that the killer in this uh, true crime documentary was from this area, or his mother, I believe, lives in this area that I'm in right now in Ontario, Canada. So that's pretty interesting, right, Liam? But the other thing is that this guy, whose name is Luca Magnata, he was born Eric Newman, and the reason he was called Eric is because he was named after Eric Roberts, Liam. That's crazy. I I only found out this uh, little factoid recently, and it uh, I... It's one of those things where I wish I could tell everybody I know, but all of them would just follow up with who is Eric Roberts. But I'm telling you because I got to tell somebody, Justin, this killer was named after Eric Roberts. That I, I find that actually very entertaining. And as you're aware, <laughs> I watched this documentary because I DM'd you like, hey, dude, have you watched this documentary? The guy's from your backyard. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. You did do that. And yeah. I didn't realize. Well, actually, I didn't realize that at that time, I think that the documentary even existed outside of the fact that that uh, this was a big deal here in this part of Canada. I didn't think that they were making a documentary about it. So it all fits together. I'm not saying everyone should check out this documentary. I hear that there's some animal violence that maybe you wouldn't want to watch in it. But uh, I, I do want you to carry with you, listeners, that a, uh, a murderer was named after Eric Roberts. little fun piece of trivia that you can now never forget. Right, Liam? 
I mean, I'll forget it. Recently added to the ever-expanding Eric Roberts IMDb feed is 2020's Reboot Camp from director Ivo Raza. Uh, the plot is, after finding out that his wife has blown their life savings on self-help gurus, Seymour teams up with his brother Danny, a filmmaker, to document how easy it is to start a fake self-help group and con people into believing just about anything. But once started, the Reboot Camp takes on a life of its own and grows into a full blown cult. Uh, this is a comedic film, Liam, with a star-studded cast, including uh, David Koechner, Ed Bagley Jr., Chaz Bono, and both Eric and Eliza Roberts, and even more exciting, Ja Rule. Justin, are you a fan of Ja Rule? Well, who isn't? Oh, well, that's an excellent question. I imagine a lot of the people who attended that uh, that uh, ill-fated uh, influencer... <laughs> Get together, whose name escapes me. They're probably not fans of Ja Rule. Probably true. What's that? What was the name of that again? Why can't I remember? Fire, the name? Fire, Fire Festival. The Fire Festival. Another uh, uh, documentary uh, as featured on Netflix. Liam, Ja Rule, Eric, and Eliza Roberts. What do you think? I mean, I'm not stoked on the Ja Rule part, but the rest of it sounds fun. So you're not a Ja Rule fan? No, no, thank what you. About- now, can I ask you why? Is it because of his connection to the ill-fated Fire Festival? Well, I mean, also his music is bad. So mm. the two those two things together. Well, I mean, that's just your opinion. My opinion is Liam and I are going to have to check out Reboot Camp from the year 2020 because why is that, Liam? Oh, a blood oath. Liam, you seem a little tired. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little tired of your harassment. How about Look, that? I, I get as good as I give. You do? Well, not from you, but from my wife, certainly. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair, right? We agree it's fair. Justin, do you think that I beat up on Liam a little on the Eric Roberts of the Fucking Man podcast? It's a large reason that I listen to this show. <laughs> well, fair enough. Look, we got to give the people what they want. That's uh, capitalism. You, anyone familiar with my relationship with Liam is basically your relationship with Liam, in, except that I'm... The one beat up on, so. Wow, okay, hey, I have never, I have never. Well, right, we, ever, ever, never. <laughs> well, we might get to hear some of those beatings after our first break, because when we return, we're going to talk about Entourage, Season 5, Episode 5, an episode, a long-requested Eric Roberts featuring episode called Tree Trippers. Join us for that right after this. <laughs> Facing a big decision about Vince's career, the boys head out of town to contemplate their next move. Lloyd must back Ari at a crucial time. It's Entourage Season 5, Episode 5, Tree Trippers, directed by Julian Farino, who is a uh, British director who started on Coronation Street, my beloved Coronation Street uh, television show, and written by Ali uh, Masika, who also uh, 
produced the show and wrote 21 episodes. She must love the boys on Entourage. Liam, as you know, I am not, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan of the show. It's That's not accurate. What's accurate is that I've never watched Entourage. I never really wanted to because I really got a sense from maybe the culture around it, and this could be very unfair, that it's a very bro-y show. And the fact that it's based on the uh, friendships and and uh, personality, I guess, in some way, of Mr. Mark Wahlberg made me want to enjoy it all the less because, and this might be shocking to some of our listeners, I don't like Mark Wahlberg. He seems like a piece of shit. So, <laughs> uh, starting with you, Liam, tell the listeners why they should, like you, watch every episode of Entourage, the television series. I don't think they should, actually. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to add on to that at all? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've definitely, I, you know, I, I think I was watching Entourage at a time when um, I needed something mindless to watch. Uh, mm. I was in grad school at the time, and it was helpful to have something to put on that I could like not really pay that much attention to and whatever. And you know, I think there was a certain appeal. I think the show, though, it is quite broy. It is kind of self-aware and kind of acts mm-hmm. like it's above that in some ways, um, like it's like a self-aware broy, you know, or something. Okay. okay. Um, and and I think uh, honestly, I don't think there was. We kind of act like this age of prestige t- TV has been going on forever, but like I didn't have access to HBO. I was watching these things via the DVDs on Netflix, <laughs> and so if I if I ran through a season of Sopranos, then. Uh, yeah, it's about what else am I going to watch? Like, I just I didn't really care about much other TV, so it was just a useful thing to have and sort of have on in the background while I was doing other things. Um, and I just kept going with it, and it wasn't really till they tried to bring it back with the movie that I was like, right. "Oh, why am I watching? That's just not a thing I want in my life anymore." So basically, you were using Entourage to run out the clock on your ever shortening life. Yeah, basically. (laughs) It was just to have something on in the background just to to distract you from everything, from life. And and nudity. Um, That was part of it, too, you know. It was a different age. I do have to say, Liam, part of how you describe this show, it makes it sound to me like it's a guilty pleasure of yours. Um, I mean, uh, it wasn't a guilty pleasure at the time. I didn't really feel bad about it. It just was like a thing that happened. I think now I'm like, ugh, like, I can't believe I kept watching it. It's, it's, I, I found it ridiculous long before I stopped watching it. Now, Justin, you have watched, correct me if I'm wrong, every episode of the television show Entourage. Correct. And you are actually in the process of rewatching. The show Entourage. Well, <laughs> only mm-hmm. for the purpose of this show, but yes. But you rewatched this entire season of Entourage, season five. Right, but I mean, every episode's 20 minutes and there's 10 of them. So it wasn't, but, hey, really, it was like watching a movie. Like I'm not movie. coming after you. I'm not attacking uh, no, I'm you just in saying, any way. It, it didn't take very long, is my point. Well, look, your time is your time. You can do whatever you want with it. No one is going to mock you for watching Entourage on this show unless you're Liam O'Donnell wasting his life watching Entourage. Justin, what's the appeal of the television show Entourage? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I hate agreeing with Liam, but it's about oh, the same boy. as what he said. Is that Honestly, it was a show that I, I fell into because it was fun and easy to watch. And uh, by the time this season ran up, uh, the, the fifth season, 
I already knew it wasn't good, but I still was into watching it. Like the first three seasons, I thought were like really solid. Sure. And by like somewhere somewhere in like the fourth season, I was like, you know, the show's not really good anymore. But I can't stop watching it. It's kind of how I was with uh, shows. Like I watched the entirety of One Tree Hill uh-huh. as it was running, and it was awful after like well, it was after after like one maybe two seasons. But I still watched it. I don't know. I- You know what? That is actually a very relatable thing that you just said. And it's something that I've experienced myself, a show that I was enjoying that maybe got progressively worse or less engaging. And then I stuck with it. Maybe it was out of hope that it would get better. Maybe it was because I... Um, I felt like I would have wasted my time at the beginning if I didn't at least see it through to the end. But eventually I stopped watching The Walking Dead, just like everybody else did. Um, Sorry if anyone is a Walking Dead fan. I can't imagine that there is anyone left that is. But hey, I know they're out there. Justin, this episode that we are going to talk about of Entourage, how reflective of the entire series is this episode? Well, I mean, I think think it's, I, I, as an episode, I, I think it's you know it fits into the the overall uh, feel of the show. It's a very specific like little journey episode. They have a they usually have like one or two of those every season where they they have to go on some kind of soul searching journey or something. Um, but they're they're all you know a little different. Uh, like I said, uh, the season as a whole make it, it kind of fits in as every season does with the same kind of structure. And that, you know, there's one of these in the middle of every one of the seasons. So it, it's kind of reflective. Okay. That's actually really good to know. So I'm just going to, because it is a very short, you know, like 20 something minute episode, I'm just going to explain the plot and you can correct me if I get any of it wrong. So we have Vincent chase. He's a big movie star and he turned down Aquaman two, and he wants to make a little bit more of a prestige fireman picture am i right so far yeah there's some things that happen between that like he does a uh so he does a movie called medellin about pablo escobar uh (laughs) and it's horrible like tanks it's really expensive uh well i guess it's uh, yeah it just does really poorly and to the point where it went straight to dvd and roper trashed it like worse than he's trashed anything else on the show, and uh, and so Not that, Roper. that that yeah right. That's how it becomes like at this point that he's trying to do this other film. He's like dead in Hollywood. Like nobody right. has called to offer him a job because he's just like bad. You know, nobody so wants. He's being offered this Benji film, the Benji dog property, and he is wondering whether he should take it. And so his bros, his quote unquote entourage. They suggest, or specifically, I guess, uh, Kevin Dillon's character, Johnny Drama, uh, suggests that they go out to the desert and take mushrooms, and they will have some sort of spiritual experience which will answer to him whether he should make this Benji film, and uh, in order to get the mushrooms, the psychedelic mushrooms that they need in order to have this experience, Kevin Dillon's character suggests that they go see Eric Roberts, who in the context of this episode, playing himself, is supposed to be kind of a new agey, maybe a little bit hippie-ish, definitely a guy very into drugs, and definitely a very free spirit. I think that's pretty fair to say. Now, Liam, all those words I just said, I hate myself for even saying them. It sounds really... This doesn't sound like something I'd enjoy at all, but I have to admit, I actually had a lot of fun with this episode. It was fun. The characters were, you know, they were funny. They were definitely bro-y. There is a part in this where they're driving out to Joshua Tree before they uh, have the little experience where there's just like a 
car full of porn stars that drive next to them and they have a conversation <laughs> which is entirely about boy we wish that you guys could come to the avns and fuck us and they're like sorry we got to go out to the desert and have a trip with eric roberts and i think that there's a very much kind of a it's goofy but it's also like a very wish fulfillment e thing uh and it doesn't that kind of shit is exactly what i thought this show would be but for the most part you know, there's a lot of like uh, mocking of Hollywood and Hollywood tropes. Even the idea, I believe, of them having made an Aquaman movie within this at the time, it was supposed to be seen as kind of ridiculous. However, welcome to 2020. Um, so I had a good time with this. Liam, what did you think of this episode of Entourage? Um, <clears throat> well, I don't want to jump the gun to my favorite part, but uh, I will say that um, parts of it were charming. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was real annoying. I forgot. Um, you know, so in the entourage, there's the, our, our main dude. What is his name again? I already forgot. I know his the real actor. name. And uh, Liam, I hate to mention that the fact that you have notes available to you, which has all of the names of these characters. Oh, you're right. That, that, I'm sorry. It took me a while to put together, at... and I'd appreciate it if maybe you looked at them. Every well, I was looking at your thing about what we're going to be talking about. Vincent. Okay. So, uh, Adrian, Adrian Grenier, I don't know oh, how you boy. say his name. I think Grenier uh, is probably Grenier, a good Grenier, he sucks. Uh, Vince sucks. That character sucks. He's a terrible actor. And or like is he just being very accurate to Mark Wahlberg and pretending to be a terrible actor? <laughs> Possibly. Point is, he, he bums me out. And I remember him being one of my favorite parts of the show when I used to watch it. And I was watching this episode being like, whoa. Um, I love Kevin Dillon. I love Kevin Dillon back when he was a real actor that people paid money to do things. <laughs> I love him as, as Johnny Drama. I think it's the one of the 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 character who I feel like has the most insight in in the fact of like he's a total caricature of something that needs to be caricatured. Um, Turtle bums me out because he's in some ways endearing, but he's so broy. He's like the ultimate like homophobic bro bro that right. it just bums me out and also all of that stuff that he's into that seemed kind of cool at the time is now so <laughs> ridiculous to me that i'm just like oh i can't handle it and then, what are what are some of these things that you mean that, that he was oh into? like all this the the pseudo hip-hop sneaker culture stuff is all oh. very interesting um and then e I, I think, you know, it's been a while since I watched the show, but, I, you know, even this little episode, it, it always makes me feel like he is a character that has a lot of potential in being the sensible friend to to Vincent. But uh, but they always just write him as such a mealy mouth, cowardly, just like, I don't know. I, I just feel like that character is always written very poorly. And, and I don't think it's the actor. Like, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just think that. The, the, their imagination for the possibilities for that character are very limited. Um, yeah. So okay. that was sort of watching it. It was like, oh, man, the, the, the dynamic isn't working for me because I like these characters less than when I first watched the show. And it's making the rest of the show difficult. Now, of course, there's our man, but we're going to get to that later. Right. Um, but even the plot of it is like I, I also don't find – and this is not even about me being straight edge. I don't mm -hmm. find the whole like let's get high in the desert thing that compelling. You know, they they get mildly lost, and that's about it. Um, so I, I think there's at least been other episodes where more things happen that are more engaging. 
didn't think you'd get so harsh on uh, on on condemning the drug culture there, Liam. But I mean, whatever floats your boat, sir. Uh, also, they all should have died. Does that help? They all should have just died out there. And be dead. I mean, I would have been. I would have been fine just, with that. Just, just sun bleached bones in the desert. <laughs> Justin, now you mentioned that by this point of season five, the show had started to take a bit of a downward turn. So, with that in mind, a, I want to get your thoughts. What do you think of this episode generally, and how does it stack up to the golden age of Entourage? <sighs> Well, I have to rewatch the Golden Age to assert that it's actually the Golden Age, but uh, but but ultimately, uh, I mean, like everything from season four on is, is completely replaceable with each other, so it, it stacks up the same. The first three seasons, maybe they're not as good as I remember them. It's been a little while since I've watched them, so maybe. Although I have watched each of those uh, episodes probably at least twice because I watched those seasons through a couple times while the show was airing. Uh, but I don't remember the last time I actually watched them. Overall, I mean, I think this show, this episode stacks up pretty, you know, pretty much on par with what you're getting. Um, like I said, there's there's kind of an episode like this in every season where, you know, he's got to make a decision. So they have to do some kind of journey to figure out what the right answer is. Not always a drug journey. In fact, I don't remember any other like drug journeys, but like, you know, oh, we're going to take a trip to Vegas because apparently going to Vegas like banging strippers and and drinking a lot is going to really help clear my mind, but yeah, like that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so it's it's definitely a broy show, and uh, you know I I think this episode is pretty par for the course. So people, when I bring up Eric Roberts to them, if they know who he is, a lot of the time they'll bring up this episode. Uh, so I, there is at least a collection uh, of people out there who rank this as one of their favorites, or maybe it's just very memorable to them because it, it is a slightly, even though they do it maybe once a season, it is a slightly off model because they're out in a single location. They're all like, together. Um, it, it's almost like a bottle-ish episode, except for it's actually with a different location and a guest star. Uh, so, I mean, for me, it was very interesting, even if it was off model, to experience this as this isolated experience, which, you know, there is kind of, uh, thankfully, a, a beginning, middle, and end to the plot that happens here. At the end, he decides he's not going to make the Benji movie. Instead, he's going to, because he has a vision of a firefighter uh, with his face on it, that he's going to go and pursue the prestige picture. I that's, need you to spoil that's That's the issue narratively for me with this episode, though. Okay. And I, and I feel like the issue with the whole show, every season... Vince can't get his act together and he starts in one place and he ends in a different one. And at first it's almost kind of charming that even though the show is so bro and it's a show about success, it has this underlying current of melancholy because these dudes just keep screwing it up. And they spend a lot of the show, even though everyone focuses on like entourage is a celebration of celebrity bro excess. And it's like, well, well they kind of screw everything up every season, like every season they're just, it shows them being losers. So in a sense, the show kind of undercuts its own celebration of excess. However, narratively, that's not interesting after a while. After a while, you're like, oh, cool. We're all going to make the same mistakes again. Cool. Sounds good. Let's do it again. Let's give it another go. All making the same mistakes that we made a year ago. That sounds like a good idea. And that's the thing with this episode. He goes being like, I don't want to do Benji. I want to do the Fireman movie. Then all these things happen. And then he's like, guess what, guys? I don't want to do Benji and I want to do the Fireman movie. Okay, so other than the charm that is Eric Roberts, this entire thing was a waste of time. 
So, so just to, to, to let you guys know where the season goes. Yeah, does he get gonna, to play I, the fireman? <laughs> yeah, but then the movie gets shut down because he gets into a fight with the director. And somehow he, he screws himself up to a point of f- falling into the lead role of the Scorsese film at the end of the season. Oh. Because like, like, like Liam says, they screw everything up and then somehow every once in a while they just get bailed out for no reason at all. Like, oh, well, now I guess he's going to do Aquaman, even though the whole season he screwed everything up. Oh, now he's going to go do a Scorsese film, because why not? You know, so, yeah. I do, I have to take some uh, umbrage on the fact that Liam said that these characters are losers. Liam, did you see the cars that they drive? They're very nice. Again, Doug, this is the <laughs> the 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 intelligence of the show. There is an intelligent quarter of the show, which is that if they're just being cool and fucking all the time, that is not dramatically interesting. So we have to put various barriers in their way. And because they're jerk-offs, all the barriers will be their fault. The problem is that only works for maybe a couple seasons for even though there's a winking at the camera of like, trust us, guys, we know they're not that cool, wink, wink. Yeah, okay, but it's also not that interesting that they just keep making the same mistakes for years on end. It's like actually starts to get really frustrating. We're like, okay, how about this time? He's just not an asshole. That would be preferable, actually, if that was the plot of this episode. Is it uninteresting, though? Because they did make a movie, Liam, and they don't usually make movies out of uninteresting things. As a... Uh, as, uh expert on eric roberts films i have to disagree with you <laughs> okay i have a question a very uh, a pretty important question now mark Wahlberg is an actor very popular actor is basically unlike vincent what's his name in this show he's had a certain level of success for what 20 years 25 actually if you go back to marky mark and the funky bunch probably 30 years straight of success, you know, just a really, really successful guy. And of course, before that, he was out committing hate crimes and whatnot. But I mean, he's had a lot of success since he did stuff like that. Comes off like a total tool in every scenario you can possibly think of. I think he meant one time he said that he could have stopped 9 11. Anyway, he just seems like a real piece of shit. But that's just my opinion, Liam. Your thoughts on Mark Wahlberg? Actually, you know what, Liam? You just had a little monologue. Let's go over to Justin. Justin, your thoughts on Mark Wahlberg? I really like him in a couple movies and don't care about him otherwise. And, what's the great? Uh, what's yeah. the great Mark Wahlberg performance? To me, uh, it's uh, I Heart Huckabees. Oh, interesting. That I is interesting. S- I love him in that movie. I just think he's 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 kind of a piece of shit in that movie, but he's very entertaining. I really like him in uh, The Departed a lot too. I mean, I you know, I, I was like going to say, I feel I feel like the distilled perfect version of Mark Wahlberg in a movie is his role in The Departed where he's just just a flaming horrible asshole all the time but he's well, he's perfect. basically I mean, playing he's himself right yeah. I, I, I assume he was playing himself except the cop to the point where they, when they made the other guys he's basically playing his departed role in a comedy instead Liam over to you Mark Wahlberg yay or nay I mean have you eaten at a Wahlburger no, I haven't. They don't have them, I believe, in the the country of Canada. Yeah, I gotta go with the big old nay. From the music <laughs> to the food to everything in between, I'm not a big old fan of his. Even his that's surprising. Supposed... I thought you were a hip hop head. Oh man, I hate you so much. What? Um, <clears throat> even even his like better acting roles, I, they're sort of in spite of him. Like there, there's just nothing. <clears throat> The the only place where I feel like I would miss him is a movie that a lot of people hate, and I'm one of the few people who kind of likes it, 
Uh, and I just don't know who else, but I'm sure someone else could have done it. And that's uh, I Heart Huckabees. I like I Heart Huckabees. I like that movie a lot. Uh, I, I've never heard one person say that they like that movie. I know. It's not a rare. Thing. Not even on this podcast. Not even yeah, on I this podcast believe. just yeah. a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, but uh, and yet I like it. I like that movie. So you like David O. Russell? Is that what you're saying? Uh, he's a, another yeah. notorious piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's fair. Look, look, Doug, you're more caught up in the personal lives of these celebrity types. That's more your deal, and I just evaluate their art. That's more my deal. This is a celebrity themed podcast, Liam. It's important for us to do our research and to know come what on, we're talking about. Eric Roberts, about. come on, Eric Roberts, celebrity, come on. Oh. This th- I feel like this might be a breaking point for the Eric Roberts <laughs> is the fucking man Redux podcast. Look, as far as I episode. know, as far as I know, he's just Eric, and uh, Jackson Galaxy helped him with his cats. That's all I know about him. He does have a squirrel sanctuary in his backyard, which yeah, is very too. important. It speaks yeah. to the character of the man. And speaking of the character of the man, in this episode, Eric Roberts plays an exaggerated, characterized version of himself. As I mentioned, kind of like a spiritual hippy-dippy, a little bit like also psychotic in that he seems like he has the capacity for violence at any point. It's kind of fun to watch him. Liam, we've spent time with Eric Roberts, the man. Is this episode funnier for us because we've done that? I think so. I mean... The version he's playing of himself is great. I like, A, there seems to be this unspoken, like not really elucidated history between him and Ari. And I love that. <laughs> I love the idea that every person in older Hollywood hates this man. I kind of I kind of like that. Uh, I like Eric in his barely buttoned up Malcolm X baseball shirt. <laughs> it's such a 90s look he has on. Uh, I like him demanding everyone punch him in the gut. Like there's just so many things that like don't seem like him at all. Um, and it's what I like about it is some of it is like him in the whole like if you told me he was growing um, psychedelics, I'd be like, yeah, OK, that's fine. Yeah. That makes sense. But then also sort of building in this idea that people have of him from his action movie work, that somehow he is this like musclehead sort of dude you know which was not the vibe we got from him at all like the eric roberts that we met briefly of course but we did meet you'd have to remind me like oh yeah this dude was in best of the best like it's just not the vibe he has anymore so i like that this guy was like the hippie eric that feels a little bit more who he is mixed with this his brief dalliance as like action movie eric i just kind of liked it and his constant threatening of jeremy piven just just brought joy to my life (laughs) jerry piven who almost dies in the desert in this episode there is a subplot by the way where so i might be wrong on this so it's jeremy piven's assistant is also a character on the show yes it's lloyd Lloyd and Lloyd is uh, gay and him and his partner, uh, they're asked by Jeremy Piven to take care of his cat while his wife is out of town. They instead go over to his house and throw a big gay party. Am I got, I got that right, Liam? Yeah, that happens. Okay. Well, I'm not, I don't want to get into like the presentation of, of homosexuality on the show or how it's progressive or not progressive. I just don't really have enough context in order to do that. But that is the other thing that happens in this episode. And if you are a listener who has a strong opinion about that, please contact us through the Cinema Smorgasbord website. We need to talk about Eric Roberts, the actor in this episode. Justin, we've met Eric Roberts. And when I say we, I mean Liam and myself. Justin, have you ever met Eric Roberts? I have not. You ever spent time with him? Ever went to to lunch with Eric Roberts? 
Well, that would involve meeting him, so no. No, look, I'm not knocking you for it. I'm just making. Okay. I'm just. I'm making a point. The reason I'm asking you this is because you have a different context for this performance than both Liam and I. We might find an extra bit of hilarity because of how we compare it to the real Eric Roberts who we've met and also who we've recorded 100 episodes of a podcast about. With you, all you have is the context of Eric Roberts that you know from the movies as well as from this podcast, which I know that you are a big fan of. So what do you think of Eric Roberts in this episode of Entourage? Well, so so the show does a really weird, fun thing of presenting cameos of exaggerated versions of what people are supposedly known to be, you know? So like Bob Saget appears on an earlier season and, you know, just makes jokes to telling Vinny not to fuck his daughters. Right. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and then Jimmy Woods shows up and he's a friggin' psycho, which (laughs) I mean, that might not even be exaggerated. (laughs) But, uh, but, you know, in this in this case, uh, Eric Roberts, it, it seems clear to Johnny Drama, who he's been in Hollywood a long time. He's the older brother, so he, like, knows all the old guys. And it seems clear to him that, like, it's a well-known fact that Eric Roberts grows the most, best mushrooms. Like, it's known. Like, oh, of course, we're going to go get them from ER. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and so, you know, I, I appreciate that because it seems like, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing, you know, like that. Yeah, sure. You know, and uh, it, and then his whole demeanor is uh, it's just really entertaining. I think Liam hit the nail on the head on probably my favorite part of him, which is the the not so subtle, not so veiled threats of uh, Ari's life that he makes regular, <laughs> regularly just saying he'll kill him or throw him out the w- window. I'll throw your phone along with you right out the window, you know, like, oh, okay, you know, hey, you know, and uh and even when Ari's like, can you drive a little faster? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, it's just, everything about it, him in, in the way he reacts to Ari is pretty great. And I, I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed him in the, the episode. And I also appreciated that, like, unlike a lot of things you cover on this podcast, he actually figures prominently into the episode. You know, yes. it's not like he pops in like, hi, I'm Eric Roberts. Nice to meet you. And walks out. Um, he, uh, he actually figures... Prominently into the whole story. It, so it, it is funny. That. It's funny that you said that because he does literally walk out of this episode and disappear for a good chunk of well, it. it. It is true, but it still feels like he's important to the the overall Absolutely. life of this episode. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And then of course, you know, and he is a highlight. I think when he appears, but that's just my opinion. Liam, what do you think of Eric Roberts in this episode? He's great. He is my favorite part of the episode. He kept me engaged at the parts where I started to feel like. I was getting detached or I wasn't as interested. Once he shows up, he just brings a lot to it. Um, I wish they gave him a little more to do, but maybe it's just a sort of like a like an extra bit of flavor to the episode that it, it works. Maybe if he had a little more going on, it, it would have been distracting. Um, but for me, he, he's really the best part of what's going on. So this brings us, ladies and gentlemen, to the very concept of the show, which is whether... Eric Roberts is the fucking man in Season 5, Episode 5 of Entourage. Going to start with our guest today. Justin, is Eric Roberts the fucking man? Well, yeah, of course he is. He's fantastic. He's the fucking man. He's the fucking man. I love to hear it. It gives me power. It gives me hope. And what a great return we're having here, Liam. So far, we're 50-50 on the fucking man. We could say, you know, we're splitting it three ways, so maybe not 50-50. But I really want to get your thoughts. Is Eric Roberts... The fucking man in this episode. Yeah. 
Okay, how about not talking through your fucking hands? Why don't you just say, yeah, like a human being? <laughs> no, I don't oh, want you to. piece of shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will. I, uh, he is definitely the man. As soon as he shows up in that fucking Malcolm X baseball shirt. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wish there was more of him. That's sort of the refrain of every good performance uh, uh, since I joined this stupid podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's every time Eric Roberts is good, I wish there was more. Uh, but it's still enough that it's enjoyable. It's like Roger Ebert said. When Eric Roberts is good, you can never have too much of him. But when he's bad, this is a paraphrase about the length of movies, not about Eric Roberts. But when he's not great, it can never be too little. And I'm going to say he's great in this episode of Entourage. I mean, that's that's three for three. We all agree and let it be written, let it be said that Eric Roberts is the fucking man in this episode of Entourage, a long requested episode. And what what a joy that we were able to return Liam with Eric Roberts is the fucking man Redux to talk about this episode of Entourage that we all loved. We all had a great time with. We all enjoyed Eric Roberts on it. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Redux. So that's great. I feel really good about it. Boy, I think there's still one more thing we have to do. Liam, what am I forgetting here? Plugs. Plugs. Yes, Liam. Thank you so much. Justin, where can people find you in the world? And before I ask you that, I meant to say we were really appreciative of you coming on the podcast and lending us your entourage expertise, telling us all the uh, the bits and bobs and the backdoor trivia and whatnot. We know all there is to know now about the Entourage TV series. Where can people find you on the Internet? Well, I run a website called The Farsighted at farsightedblog.com. I uh, am on a podcast uh, with, with Blaine McLaren, a former guest of your uh, your original Eric is the Fucking Man podcast. True. Um, and, uh, and we are uh, called Grindhouse Messiah, which can also be found over at uh, farsightedblog.com, as well as any of your you know podcasting sites. And... Uh, I'm at the painted man on Twitter, but there's no reason to follow me because I'm a boring follow. If you're on this show, you can't be boring. It's just a rule. It's just a law. Everyone who appears on the Eric Roberts is the fucking man podcast must be followed by everyone who listens to the Eric Roberts is the fucking man podcast. Redux, because we are a family, Liam. And speaking of family, Liam, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, at Cinepunks, C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. Uh, as well as uh, cinepunks.com. Uh, and also, we're on the gram at cinepunks, again, with an X. Uh, and they can also check out um, uh, Rough Cut Fan Club on the gram as well. Get some t shirts. Some great t shirts, Liam. I've seen people raving about your t shirts on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I wish they would I tag did. me. They did not. I did notice that they didn't tag you, but I looked at their uh, enthusiastic response to the uh, T-shirts, and I thought about you. That's something. Well, tag me next time. I want to know what people are saying. All right, Liam. Uh, let's keep, keep your pants on, sir. Ah! If, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y. And, of course, if you want to check out more about the Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man podcast, you can, of course, go over to Eric Roberts is the Man and find our 100 episodes that came before this. But this isn't Eric Roberts is the Man. This isn't Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man. This is Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man Redux. You can find us over at cinemasmorgasbord.com. You can find our latest episodes over at cinepunks.com. But over at cinemasmorgasbord.com, you can uh, subscribe to us. You can subscribe to our feed and find all of the great podcasts under the Cinema Smorgasbord banner. That includes podcasts that are devoted to other 
cult and beloved actors, including Jackie Chan, including the great Filipino actor Vic Diaz, including Steve Buscemi, and lots of other podcasts that you can find weekly on Mondays on your podcast feed. I'd love for you to do that. I'd love for you to subscribe and to leave us a review on iTunes. You'd be my best friend. You can also give us some feedback over there. We always appreciate it. We always listen to it, even though I just send it over to Liam, and he's like, that person's wrong, but not me. I take it to heart, and I make the changes that you desire and request on the Eric Roberts is the fucking man Redux podcast and all Cinema Smorgasbord podcasts. That's my promise from me to you. Speaking of which, you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Cinema Smorg. That's S-M-O-R-G, as well as Cinema Smorgasbord. Just do a search on Facebook, join the group, get your voice heard, be a part of the show. We love it. Don't we love it, Liam? Liam, do we love it? So much. So, you don't... so, so much. Liam, on a scale of 1 to 100, how done with me are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not done with you. I think you're great. I just don't like Eric Roberts you. Oh, this is... if I If I wasn't me... The Eric Roberts me on the show, people would say, what's wrong with Doug? He's not being his Eric Roberts self. Same thing. This is my role on this show is to just groan and put up with your ridiculous insults and then um, look at things (laughs) on my phone while you're trying to talk to me. Oh, is that what's happening? I don't really feel very good about that. Justin, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you've been a longtime listener of the show. You've oft requested to be upon it, and I hope that it lived up to your expectations. And if it didn't, please keep those thoughts to yourself. But how did you find your experience <laughs> on Eric Roberts' The Fucking Man Redux? Well, I'm just happy that after years of being supposedly boycotted by any show that Liam O'Donnell uh, co-hosts or hosts, I'm actually on one. So, I, I mean, I, uh, I appreciate that. But I also know that decision-making was yours and not his. So I'm well aware I will not be on any of the others. Well, look, look, I've been banned from all of Liam's shows too, obviously. So, I mean, we're both in the same boat there. But, uh, you know, when Liam says don't have someone on this show, all I can think of is how fast can I get him on the show? Right, Liam? I was totally into coming on the show. All right? Don't even try. In support. I was supporting Justin coming on the show. Okay. Well, Uh, I'm glad to hear that, Liam. We can bury the hatchet after years of... You bullying me. I mean, you're not coming on Cinebugs because I have this rule with Josh that anytime you bring it up, then I have to wait a full year since you brought it up. Oh, (laughs) shit. So that's a year from now. Yes. Damn. All right. Wait, is it cumulative? Does it does it add up to like? No, I'm not that mean. It's not like Uno cards or something. (laughs) Folks, your reference. (laughs) Folks. I think it's time for us to say goodnight once again. We'll be back very soon. Not in a couple of weeks, but in a while. We'll be back with another Eric Roberts classic. Good night, everybody. Night. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. If there's anything that you can do, Eric Roberts fucking can. 